begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is good to have you with us tonight, this evening, Wednesday evening, where we have once again the opportunity to talk about the beloved Pope Francis. And as we do here on Wednesdays, I have Bob join me. Bob, it is good to have you with me again Thanks, Joe. Wonderful to be here. Yeah, just in time, right? <laughs> Ash just Wednesday in time, Mass. rushing in. And so as Bob, I mentioned Ash Wednesday, this really is what uh, our focus is going to be about tonight. Um, Pope Francis, Ash Wednesday, we'll get back into the document a little bit, um, because certainly there is a kind of conversation going on between what Pope Francis has to say uh, today, has to say on Ash Wednesday, and certainly what's coming out of his, uh, his work, The Joy of the Gospel. You know, I was reading today his words. Uh, you know, social media is great. We can just go online, and there he is, the same day. <laughs> so reading his words, you know, yeah, words we've heard before, but, Bob, words we need to hear again. You know, Lent is about penance and charity. Lent is about penance and charity. A man who uh, speaks with authority on these words and on these manner, matters, penance and charity. Uh, Bob, there was one particular sentence that he said today there in the, in the Vatican Plaza that struck me, and I want to go ahead and read it and just reflect upon that a little bit. He says, "'Give thanks to God for the mystery of His crucified love.'" And his immense love for us, allow the very real truth in history to shake us up out of our laziness and addiction. Those are strong words. But what does he do there? He Give thanks to God. We need to reacquire, Bob, this disposition of gratitude, thankfulness, uh, the, the, the sense of uh, gratitude that that stems from a living relationship with God, this immense love. Jesus was a real person in history who actually gave up his life in history. A man decided because of his love for you and me, for all of our listeners out there, he gave up his life. I, I myself, I was in a coffee shop, go figure, right, reflecting on, on tonight and I just kind of paused. I went for a walk, and I, I was made to reflect. He said, reflect, you know, give thanks. And I haven't had enough gratitude in my heart for what he's done for me, uh, for my family, for those around me. Uh, and, and it was just a wonderful opportunity on Ash Wednesday to say, you know, thank you, Pope Francis, for reminding me the importance of reflecting into the crucifixion of our Lord and the immense love that governed his life here on earth. And to just sit with it, to just contemplate it, 
And uh, this is what he was really encouraging us. And when we do this, we don't want to sit on the couch anymore. (laughs) We don't want to uh, be slaves to our addictions, and we all have addictions in one one way or another, right? (laughs) Whatever we're spending too much time with. When we spend time with God, we get up out of our chair and we serve God. And ultimately, this is what the Lent season is all about, this annual renewal. And a renewal, Bob, that uh, really should go beyond the borders of 40 days, right? We kind of construct this time period where, you know, it's just for these 40 days. We make sacrifices that seeds are planted so that during Easter, we are still (laughs) seeing what God wants us to see through our sacrifices and and what we're about. Yeah, wouldn't it, I I think back as a child, you know, the 40 days, it seemed like forever. (laughs) Yes. And to some degree, it still does. It's like this, okay, this marathon, and I'm there at mile 24, 25, that week before Christmas, our Christmas, Easter. Yeah, yeah. And it's it it's really kind of sad in a way because, you know, hopefully it's a launching pad or an opportunity for us to be able to continue on with the joy and and the thankfulness that it that it that it brings. And you know, today, um, you know, the Holy Father said a keener awareness of of um who we are and, and our faith, and also um, you know, a recommitment to our baptism. You know, and as Catholics, especially and Christians, you know, we are given this opportunity for um, at any time, not just during Lent, but to really reflect on how we have this incredible opportunity. And we go to confession, and we go to confession, and we are made clean. We're mm-hmm. redeemed. Mm-hmm. Um, our, we, we're given redemption for our sins as they're taken away. And you know, um, it's it's just this opportunity and commitment to or reminder that the baptism allows us the opportunity to be able to go into that confessional or to ask our Lord for His forgiveness of our sins, and He answers. He yeah. gives us that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, we have received in our baptism, Bob, what we call sanctifying grace. This this grace, unmerited grace, we've been given not because something we've we've done but the free gift from God that we actually might participate in the very life of God. Some of these gifts come in virtue of faith, hope, and love. As Pope Francis says, yeah, embrace your baptismal call. What he's saying there is renew it and and, and nurture it. Pray for an increase in faith. Pray for an increase in hope. Pray for an increase in love. And remember that when you renew your baptism, you are renewing what it means to be set apart. The word, uh, Bob itself, uh, sanctifying grace, the Greek hagiazo is is to set apart. The wonderful truth of the New Testament, Bob, is, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, things were set apart for worship. In the New Testament, uh, people are set apart for worship. So when we receive and, and in prayer nurture these gifts of faith, hope, and love, ah, yes, you know, this is the place where we need to be. But we have to embrace this call of taking up penance. You know, so what does that mean? I want to pose to our listeners a question, Bob. If that question is unanswerable to us, what does that mean? You know, penance, what penance... 
What is the one thing that you are most attached to? I know many of us are giving up sweets. Many of us are giving up uh, television, uh, Facebook. I know one person's giving up the internet as a whole. God bless him. (laughs) But we give up these things and, and they are good. But one of the things that Pope Francis was talking about today is we have to reach deeper. We have to go farther. We have to be able to ask a new question that will allow a new beginning. Is there something else that you're attached to? Maybe it's the propensity to talk about someone, to die to self. Maybe you're too negative. I mean, mea culpa, you know, I'm talking to myself here. And all of these things, Bob, what Pope Francis wants us to to really examine, it's only Ash Wednesday, to really examine, is what is that one thing we are most attached to? And to be able to give that to God, that is what Lent is all about. You know, that one thing, or maybe that one person, you know, to reach out to and be charitable to. Right, the one person who just you cannot stand to be around. You know, the one person. I mean, let's be honest. That is difficult to be around. We all have those people in our lives. That's what makes us holy. Right. We were talking last night, Bob. You know, the the uh, twelve apostles. Jesus selects those twelve for a reason. You know, the the fishermen and the tax collector living together for a reason. And so ultimately, it's to draw out this holiness. And when we find, Bob, that one thing that we are most attached to, we have to draw, and this is what Pope Francis is talking about, we have to draw from that grace that has been given to us so that we might be able to die to self, that we might have the kind of discipline to say no, mindful that behind every single no is an immeasurable greater yes. Dying to self because... (laughs) the ancient law of sacrifice, Bob, is death equals life. That's Fulton Sheen. (laughs) Death equals life. And so, yeah, this is important. We need to be thinking about this. Yeah, there's, you know, a couple of other, you know, um, things that that the Holy Father, you know, said today that, you know, just goes right to the heart of what you're saying. And that... um, and he's talking about, you know, passively accepting certain behaviors um, and not to marvel, as he puts it here, at the yeah. sad realities that surround us, he said. You know, mm. we could become accustomed to violence on the news or that we just, you know, uh, we don't concern ourselves with those who are less fortunate, you know, which goes back to, again, our baptismal vows that he's talking about and taking yes. it deeper. Because, I mean, if we're baptized as, as, as Christians, as Catholics, you know, we... we t- we, we take our faith to the point where we have two things we have to do, and that's to love God and to love everyone, to love, yeah. love every people, the two, the two greatest commandments yeah. that you know, we're, we're called through our baptism and our faith to really adhere to. And that's what Holy Father's talking about here is taking it deeper and being aware and concerned about other people and, yeah. and who you know, are suffering, suffering indignities and, and hardship. And uh, he, that's, that's always, you know, the heart of many of the things that our, our Holy Father says. Pope Francis is really, really pushes that. Yeah, he, he does. And, and you know, why, Bob, why? If we're going to be able to serve our brother 
and our sister in Christ who are most in need. And it's just not the homeless. It's just not those who don't have the material good. It's those in our local convalescent homes. He said today, and I don't know if it was the Wednesday audience, but he said in another uh, talk how you know we've lost our sense of what it means to love those who are lonely. We need to reach out to those folks as well. And again, this is Mother Teresa's uh, true poverty. She says, oh, you know, you, you people in the West think you have it all good. But the, the true poverty is the absence of love in the West, right? So it's being in God first, acquiring the insight that belongs to him so that then we are better disposed to see the people around us. Otherwise, we're just, we're doing what we do in the busyness of our day, you know, and we just fly by all of these opportunities that God is giving us to love our neighbor because we don't see them. And so there's a great challenge here, a great challenge. I, I wanted to, to read something here, Bob. I, I had um, put this in a um, recent work of mine where when I was on a plane, it was about uh, a year ago. You know, I've been on a lot of planes. <laughs> Many of us have. And for the first time, I heard what that stewardess said differently. And I, I want to read. I pulled this up. I want to read what you might hear from a stewardess. And, and I, want, I want our listeners to listen closely to something. To listen closely. Now, why am I talking about stewardesses? And like, just, just pay attention here. <laughs> Does this sound familiar? In the event of a decompression, an oxygen mask will automatically appear in front of you. To start the flow of oxygen, pull the mask towards you. Place it firmly over your nose and mouth, secure the elastic band behind your head, and breathe normally. Although the bag does not inflate, oxygen is flowing to the mask. If you are traveling with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your mask on first and then assist the other person. Did you hear that, Bob? Yeah, help yourself first and then help the yes. other person. Secure your mask first and then assist the other person. You see, the aviation crew gets it right and so should we. We have to take in the life-giving spirit of God, God's oxygen, if you will, so that we might be able to then serve. This is the wisdom that lies underneath, you know, what you're talking about there, Bob. This in God. There's a reason why Pope Francis says, penance then charity. Because we cannot properly <laughs> offer up penance to God if we are not in relationship with God. All we're going to do is frustrate ourselves. I mean, you said it. There's this, like this like tension. You know, it's day 23, day 24, day 25. We're, we're marking it off the calendar. Ah, the heck with 40 days. My lens, 25 days, you know. <laughs> Forget it. No, we have to embrace it and see it moreover as a gift. Bob, we have to see this as a gift. And when we see it as a gift, we then see that ultimately all we need is God. You know, St. Augustine says, Love God first and the rest will take care of itself all. Really? <laughs> That's kind of vague. Well, this is what he means. You know, in God, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, body, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, it's, it, it is a matter of sequence. 
But I love that, Joe. I mean, who would have thought that the FAA and the airlines yeah. <laughs> would have had an opportunity to be able to sign me? Because it's, it's right on target. It's like, yeah. how can we really offer up charity or help anyone else until we get ourselves right? Because you don't, it doesn't work that way. And Bob, it's the it's the natural law. I mean, we can go to our brother and sister in Christ, but there's going to be a point where we have to, quote unquote, retreat, withdraw, so that we might be replenished, renewed. Our Lord withdraws 14 times in the gospel. God becomes man, and he tells us retreating is a good thing. So as much as we might want to help those whom need help, God is saying something. Yes, I want you to spend your whole life helping my children, but make sure you're secure in me first. Let my sap encase you, enfold you. You know, I, I use that word intentionally, uh, you know, that the root behind grace, we talked about sanctifying grace, uh, is, is res, is, is the sap, the sap of God. You know, it sticks to us. So uh, this is uh, very important, very important when we are reflecting into Ash Wednesday, because it is about penance and it is about charity. But in within, the, within the context of that, it's about relationship with God, so our relationships with other are right. And uh, I could never reinforce that enough. You know, I really couldn't. And in light of this, as we move from Pope Francis's uh, reflection, excuse me, into this a document of his, The Joy of the Gospel, uh, it's really the glove ball fit, Bob, because what does he say? Every activity, every activity, the primary mover is God. The primary mover is God. So what he's saying is everything that we do in our work <laughs> is a reflection of God living in us, Right? You know, uh, the wonderful chapter in the Gospel of John about abiding in God, remaining in God. Paul's words, it is no longer I living, but Christ who lives in me. You know, when we are in that kind of space with God, we are well on our way, Bob. We are well on our way to understanding uh, what Ash Wednesday is about, penance charity, and ultimately what this wonderful exhortation is is about that we've been looking at, the joy of the gospel, that everything we do, if it is in God's will, the primary mover is God. But he calls for then something else. He, he says, okay, in this document, and again, fitting right into our discussion with Ash Wednesday, uh, we need to, uh, in light of this baptismal grace, lean upon the Holy Spirit. He draws out the role of the Holy Spirit as what we can call kind of the protagonist of all of our missionary efforts. You know, the, the in God first moment is encapsulated beautifully, Bob, in that first beatitude, poor in spirit, where we long for God the same way our lungs long for air. Again, this this kind of uh, aviation image, you know. And once we are there, indeed, we are, we are moving in the direction that we need to move. Well, you mentioned, Joe, too, is, um, you know, how Jesus gave us, you know, always gives us so many great examples in his life and his ministry. And as it's revealed in the Gospels, he withdrew 
And where did he always withdraw to? Someplace very, very quiet. It was either a mountain or a mm-hmm. desert. And, you know, these 40 days, you know, we're called and, you know, to, to reflect and clean house to some degree to get ourselves like we we're talking about here. Get ourselves right with, with, our, with our Lord. You know, and the, the way that we do that is we need to have that introspection of our souls and our hearts as a means of being able to say, you know, yeah, there are a lot of people out there that I know right now that, 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 that could use my help. This Lent or this season, hey, I'm so much better off than people who are spiritually or emotionally, you know, uh, distressed or damaged. And you, you referenced that earlier, that we in the West or here, and especially in, 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 in our country, in California, I mean, you look around and I bet you there isn't anybody out there that's listening right now or anybody that I don't know that doesn't need us as a friend. As, as someone to help them. Yeah. And it's, so it's more about that than it is giving things up because we can do more for ourselves by helping someone else than we ever yeah. can by completely denying ourselves of something we like to do. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying it's no, more no, beneficial. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there's always this kind of conversation going on, Bob, between what we give up and what we do. I mean, really. I mean, because that is, that is what uh, we need to be uh, about in the end. Uh, you know, you mentioned silence, Bob, and I, I want to spend just um, some brief time on this. Uh, you know, when you reflect into the life of the apostles, these are, <laughs> these are uh, big men. These are manly men. These are gruff men. These are men that maybe people look at and say, well, they're not men of silence. They're not men of of uh, orderliness, you know, they are not men who who are called to do these more spiritual things. They're men of action. They're yeah. work workers. Yeah, and yet, and yet, God calls them to be men of silence. God calls them to withdraw. God calls all of us to enter that uh, classroom of silence, so that we might acquire that disposition to be able to better listen. You know, uh, again, the, what we're talking about here, Bob, is, is prayer. And certainly this has to be uh, something we talk about tonight, the importance of prayer. When we go to prayer, what are we doing? You know, the word prayer, precari in the Latin, means to ask, to inquire, really to enter into God. Well, when we're asking something for, for God, um, sometimes requesting, you know, maybe sometimes, hey, God, why aren't you doing this for me? We have to listen. I mean, Bob, if I'm going to ask you a question, I'm going to do what? I'm going to listen to your answer. If you ask me a question, you can do the same. We ask God for things, and then we're well on our way. We don't listen. You know, and how do we listen? We crowd out all the noise. You know, I think my, my best Lent was when I turned off all the, my, all the radios that I'd listened to. All the talk show, you know. So if you've given up radio and you're doing... You, Turn me off. <laughs> You're better off in silence. I mean, we need to be able to say, okay, I need this kind of singular focus on God and a focus that is going to really come out of that classroom of silence. So yeah, silence is important to what we talk about tonight. Because again, its outgrowth is a deeper understanding of penance, a deeper understanding of charity, and what it means to be in him, in his very life, in his very love. 
responding to his his goodness and his grace. I mean, this is important. Yeah, and this is another another interesting, you know, um, um, sentence that um, Pope Francis stated. He, he, he said on, in conclusion, he says, on this path, and he's talking about Lent, um, let us invoke with particular faithfulness the protection and help of the Virgin Mary. Mm. She was the first believer in Christ. May she accompany, accompany us in these days of intense prayer and penance to be able to celebrate, purified and renewed in the spirit great mystery of the Passover of her son. And it's yeah. just so beautiful when you think about that in terms of intense prayers. Not just saying prayer. Don't even yeah. say your prayers. Intense prayer. And that's the quiet that you're talking about where we really truly reflect and contemplate prayer, what we're called to do. Yeah, prayer with conviction. Yeah. Prayer with intent. You know, prayer, when we are serious, Bob, about our relationships, our human relationships, you know, we have intent. The words we use, and hopefully the words we use are to build up you know, the, the people of God, but the words we use have meaning, have purpose. Does our prayer, do the words we use in our conversation with God, because again, simplified prayer is conversation with God. In our prayer, do our words have intent, purpose, meaning? Are we actually talking with God? And of course, Mary is the model disciple. Now, for all the questions I get out there as a Catholic about Mary, let us remember, let us remember that she is the model disciple and how she says yes. Unreserved, Bob, uncalculated yes. You know, our yes is usually reserved. It's usually calculated. It's usually, eh, kind of, sort of, maybe, I'll do this, I guess, you know. It's not a yes. It's not a fiat. It's not a I believe. It, it's not with, with conviction, I will do whatever you want me to do, God. That's the Blessed Virgin Mary when she says, let it be to me. All right. And that's, that's what Pope Francis is talking about. So, by way of wrap-up, Bob, you know, this program uh, really has been about Pope Francis and, and his words. This idea of um, focusing in on self with those two uh, twin words, penance and charity, understanding that it's in God for other, new identity in new Christ, leads to new goals, and ultimately how we are to acquire this disposition in prayer and in silence. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's our ongoing conversion. You know, that's what Lent reminds us, that it's, it's hey, a recommitment to what we need to do each and every day to be a better, a better faithful disciple of our Lord. Amen. Amen, Bob. Good program. Good program. This is going by way too fast. <laughs> I'm still two and a half weeks later. I'm still getting used to this whole, you know, half hour time period. Let's let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. 
And all glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen, and God bless you. You've been listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening from 6.30 to 7 p.m. right here on KKXX. If you have questions or feedback, you may email Joe at jholljmj at yahoo.com. For a copy of today's program, visit joeholcraft.org or call KKXX during regular business hours at 894-7325. Thanks for listening to the Seeds of Truth on KKXX.